0: Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host Jasmine Jeffrey and today we have got, well we've got my husband, we've also got the dogs in the same room as us so we'll see how this goes. But I wanted to get Joe on, Joe Jeffrey, because he has been my coach for like two months now I think. And a lot of people were like really excited by that announcement and I haven't really spoken about it at all. And you can probably hear the dog now licking Joe's head. But welcome babe to the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. That it? Any, <laughs> any further questions?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're done now, that's it. So I have drafted a couple of questions but I thought we'd probably start with the question how it started. So I've always been asked why you don't coach me? And I've always kind of said the thing like you don't shit where you eat, I would like to keep it separate, blah, blah, blah. For me, like it just got to the point where, in the nicest way, like I absolutely adore cow, but it got to the point where I was always my gut instinct was always to come to you to ask for stuff. And then when I started to think about it, I just thought this is kind of turning into like fifty percent cow, fifty percent Joe. And I just thought going into, like, prep, I didn't want, like, that dynamic, if that makes sense. So I actually was thinking about it for a while, but I don't think you actually knew that. Did you? You're very quiet on
1: this. <laughs> show. You haven't asked me any questions.
0: Well, was you surprised when I came to you with the question, Joe, not will you marry me, will you be my coach? Um,
1: I don't know if I was surprised. I guess, yeah, I guess I was probably surprised i was probably more apprehensive with is that going to work or is this just something you think would would work well now because of the place that you're in which was pretty relaxed off season kind of setting you know uh, just sort of rolling along ticking the sort of basics off coaching those periods are relatively low load if you know what i mean you know Having phase-specific goals laid out that are pretty simple to tick off weekly, require little like emotional considerations and stuff like that, when everything feels good and everything's flowing. So it might have been that. But I think we've we've made better than um, well, not better than expected, because I always knew that you could make the kind of progress that we're making now. But I think you probably didn't understand the degree of nuanced detail you can dig in if you have someone there able to do the little acute things like looking in your logbook and say all right well this is what we're going to do here now you know the kind of benefits that you wouldn't get from a, a coach that would be entirely online uh, not knowing if that coach uses a specific progression scheme model or something because then it would be the same but um yeah maybe just like doing more than you were in terms of detail and stuff has been a great benefit but I just what I, I don't know if you you would have enjoyed the model or how long you would have lasted or, or what. So I don't think I was surprised, but interested is probably the better word.
0: Interested.
1: Yeah, just to see if it, if you could fit in with the kind of thing that I wanted to do with with you, and then um, progress under it, which I which I think you have.
0: So I think it got to like was it January or February time? Because so I actually spoke to Christian Christian Chapman. Because he was, you know, he is still coaching like his partner. And I basically was asking loads of people, like Jenny is being coached by her partner. But yeah, I just remember like asking loads of different people around me, like, how do you do the whole coaching relationship thing? What's it like? What's the best advice? Blah, blah, blah. Cause like, don't you think it, it, like I don't think it like, do know. Does it feel the same on your side? Coaching me in comparison to everyone else?
1: Um uh, to the <laughs> d- yeah. Because for me, when we do your check-in, we uh, I sit and I compare the the physique photos like I would with any client. I look at the data. I look at our periodization plan. What are our phase-specific goals? Or all are all of them being nailed? Blah, blah, blah. Do it. Make any adjustments that need to be made. And then like, I leave it there because I've been coaching for so long now that it feels almost like a, an action which sounds sort of esoteric but you know something that's um i don't know whether like other than myself so in my life with respect to relationships and family and things like this and then with respect to coaching they're separate entities to each other so i can sit and do the check-in and it could be yours or any of my clients and it's just their check-in it's nothing to do with the fact that you're my wife or something like this so I, I would i do treat you like any client and. When the checking's done, then we're just back to normal. I don't take it further than that. I think if you, if you did, that's where it would probably be too emotionally invested.
0: Was you worried, how it was?
1: No, I wasn't worried because I, I'm i very sure that that's the way that I would treat it. If you took it otherwise and couldn't fit into that structure, then I know plenty of people like Callum that can, that can do it. And we can always revert to that and it's fine. So it's never a worry. I always know that you're in good hands.
0: Yeah, I remember, like, when I actually called, I said, look, if this goes tits up, <laughs> will you take me back? And he said yes, so I was very, very grateful for that. But yeah, like, I guess another question that I get asked is, like, how do you separate the two? And I, like, I was, like, we tried this before, didn't we? We actually tried this probably, like, a couple of years ago. And I don't think either of us, i.e. me, maybe, like, we're in a good like we were in a good spot, but not like relationship-wise. I don't think it was like at like I guess mature enough, maybe, for it to work. Whereas I feel like, to know, it's like for example, we would have tried to do this maybe like last year. I maybe think it would have maybe I don't know been like a different result, or do you see what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and I think that on on both of our sides, emotional maturity as we've been in a relationship longer. And also for me, coaching is something that's very different now than it was two years ago. I mean, anything you do every day, all day for two years is going to be something very different at the end of the of that time duration, right? So I think i'm I'm a better coach than I was then, definitely a more experienced coach. like the last two years of my coaching have been brilliant for my career relationship-wise then yeah 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 like I said I think relationship-wise emotional maturity comes through over time with experience in the relationship uh one or both of us could quite easily have be been more emotionally involved then I think than we are now because in life we're a lot more settled as well potentially that would have been a contributor I'm guessing this is a podcast for people that are maybe thinking about coaching uh significant other right i think that would be important that you would have to have it could never be a funnel to exercise issues that you have outside of coaching you know for some kind of emotional um relief
0: like how would that like what though
1: well so we we weren't um stable in in our relationship and i maybe Uh, change something in the coaching that you didn't like but it was the right thing to do one member of the relationship may see that as an attack on them rather than a constructive adjustment
0: Mm. that's true that's true Uh, I guess for my side and this is something oh but this is something that a lot of girls that I've spoken to like initially find this part very difficult is not because it's you like because it's your partner you're kind of maybe a bit more inclined to like maybe snap or just like be blood and just say exactly what you think without a filter whereas like if it's a coach and you weren't 100% sure but you kind of would approach it a little bit differently and I guess it's like from my side it's not because generally it's like you're too close to home sort of thing it's not like snapping or getting like emotional or getting angry it's like okay this is like it's kind of like, flip, flip in my head like it's kind of flipping a switch and just thinking right he's talking to me as a coach not as my partner that's trying to tell me to do x y z like it's it's a very different I think I think it sometimes depends on like the past experiences that you've had with men or like your other you know partners. Like, you find that sometimes that might come into it and you don't even realise. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, because I think, like, when I do your check-ins, in fact, the way that I would assess your physique as somebody that is my my partner and obviously I'm married to, I, I mean, I've spent so long looking at bodies that it's almost mechanical to me when I assess a physique, you know, so there's a complete removal. I could be looking at anyone's photos when I do your check-in. You know, it, it's just a physique analysis to me, you know, when it's on my screen. What I might struggle with is doing check-ins in person, maybe. Like, if you said, well, this is how I look, and then next week you'd be like, well, I look like this now. That would be new for me, other than peaking clients that I've seen in person, which is super easy because you looking at them every day. You mm-hmm. know, like, if I'm looking at you once a week, I-, I would find that super difficult. I don't think I could do that. So, yeah, it's completely emotionally withdrawn for me. It's my profession, and uh, I take it very seriously. So it's just um, is the, an action in itself. I'm not looking at you like, right, this is uh, – I'm looking at my wife and someone I should be, like, physically attracted to. Mm. I'm just looking at her physique, you know. Mm. Mm. It's easy that way. Do
0: you not, like, look at my check and be like, hmm,
1: no. like, my wife's got a good bum, though. No? no, because it's just oh. – if we were in person – let down, <laughs> yeah, but maybe some years ago, yeah, but I don't think I've made me a good coach.
0: Interesting,
1: I'm just looking, I don't have space to look at you like that when I'm doing the check in. You know, it's just simple, it could not even be a person, you know. When I'm looking at clients, you said that before, yeah, I, I when I look at my client photos, it's almost like I'm not looking at a human, it sounds weird. But it becomes such an an art of seeing the subtle changes on each individual client that you're just looking at something. Mm. You know, you don't. It's not emotional. It's almost like there's no brain attached. There's no soul in the object. God. It just is. No soul. It just is. Yeah, but you don't look at it like a person. I'm just looking at a physique, like a statue.
0: Do you think people, like, say someone's early on in their relationship, would you advise, the, you know, whichever side sort of, you know, to coach their other half? Or do you think they have to be, like, a little bit later down the line sort of thing?
1: I don't know. I suppose it depends who you are. I think Christian and Sophie haven't been together long, and he's coaching her enough. As far as I know, it's going good. Depends who you are. You know, if you're just some gym-goer and you say, I'll oh, coach, you, yeah, it's probably a shit idea. If if you're like a coach and this is your career and you've been doing this a long time and your significant other asks you for help and you're both pretty mentally stable, then yeah, it could work well. I don't, I don't know. I'm definitely not the expert on that. My experience goes as far as coaching you for like what three months or something. <laughs> <Even> that. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah,
0: but do you think it like would it for us? Do you think it would have worked like early on in the
1: relationship? With us. Hmm. No, Why but we're not everyone, you know, because I think you take things very emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this is what I was describing as the potential issues. That's, that's the kind of thing that we would see. I don't think you'd be able to listen to critical feedback mm-hmm. previously, but I think you can be objective and rational now.
0: I have to agree with that. I think that is something that like we've, like no, I guess from like an insider like relationship point of view that is even have to put like a weakness on me like I have definitely I think I've brought past experiences with men into our relationship times and I've not even realized how much of a impact 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 is it impact or impact
1: yeah, impact, that, impact.
0: impact that it has like made and that was like one thing before like I spoke to you about it, it was literally like an internal battle, like not an internal bastard, but like I guess like an internal conversation being like, can I shut up? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, can I actually like switch off and not be like have that initial internal kind of reaction that I want to do, which actually isn't like because it's you, it's just because of like how trained I have been how well how trained I've had to be in the past to be that defensive. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, but this goes for every client, you know. Consistently over the years of coaching, the clients that get the best results are those that can mentally divorce from the process. Like I've been talking about Christian. Yeah, let's use him as an example. He wasn't make, he was making the good progress, but it wasn't incredible until we um decided to work together and he said, Right, I'm just gonna hand everything over to you and I'm gonna completely switch off. And he did, and his progress flew, and that wasn't because we were doing some crazy novel shit it was really just because he just stuck to one phase one plan at a time wasn't program hopping all of this stuff that comes with um being too emotionally invested in your own progress Mm. so you know anyone that's looking to get a coach um just do what they say i'm not saying don't ask your coach questions about the process don't question your coach if that makes sense there's a difference between asking questions and questioning and if you can switch off relax make the adjustment that the coach says it just is what it is it's not uh, there's no emotional attachment there's no ethics in the adjustment you will have far greater progress than otherwise
0: do you want to something funny guys we're doing this podcast, and I like, can. Joe's trying to hide what he's doing, but I, I know what he's doing. He's playing Runescape while we're doing this podcast. Right? I'm
1: just fishing. He's fishing. Just fishing. Yeah, but I I play this on every podcast that I do, and they they go down okay, so I'll be okay.
0: What level are you at? Uh. So last time you said he was at like ninety five or some shit. No, no, no
1: I'm ninety four now, but I've been ninety four for a like a while because it takes ages to get to ninety five. So it's kind of like
0: bodybuilding Runescape.
1: Yeah, I've got um. A couple of ninety nines.
0: Oh,
1: yeah, I've got um, two ninety nines. I'm going for my third.
0: I hope someone knows what this means because I'm um, I'm not in eloquent, no fluent in RuneScape.
1: It's like um, you know, people that have to fidget with stuff to concentrate and talk. Mm. This is what I do. Mm. So any any of my clients listening, you'll notice I'm always spinning a pen or something on a check-in or fiddling with something. I have to, I can't just sit and do work. I have to be doing something
0: interesting yeah. so there was one thing like when we first started I think from my side was it was that initial fear because you started ramping up food and that was really like a Ooh, like a panic moment I don't know if it was just because it was a coach telling me to ramp up food or like what it was But, yeah, that was definitely, especially in, like, the off-season as well, I think I did have, like, that internal panic moment. I was like, (gasps) I don't want to get any, like, bigger or whatever. Like, I think I was a bit scared to kind of go to that next, like, level in terms of pushing things up in the off-season. And, like, I think what you were very, like, I just remember you being very calm and just being, like, if you're not gaining weight, you're not gaining muscle. I remember that conversation very clearly. I really have to ask you a question. Well, I don't
1: know know what you said. Yeah, yes, you have to gain. Do you
0: remember that conversation? I do, yeah. Do you want to talk more about that conversation?
1: Well, that's an example of emotional investment off the bat. You know, if you don't want to get any bigger, you're probably in the wrong sport, or you're already the best, so don't get any bigger, but you're not the best. You know, you want ask yourself a simple question, am I as muscular in every body part as I need to be to blow everyone out at all my shows on every level. Can I go to the Olympia now? If I ask myself, can I go Yeah,
0: if COVID allows and get a flight.
1: Yeah, if I ask myself here now, can I go into the Mr. Olympia this year? Will I be the biggest man there? No. So, I I need to add some new muscle tissue, right?
0: If you put like 10 Um, jumpers on, maybe.
1: So, I obviously need to add muscle. Muscle weighs something. Yeah. Yeah. Muscle weighs something. Look at Meat in your fridge, Mm -hmm. hold it in your hand, protein, weight. Yeah. So, to drive protein accretion, you have to gain weight. Unless you think that you can linearly gain muscle and lose fat at an exact one to one ratio, is a pipe dream. If you're not like an over fat beginner or on your first gear cycle, even then, super rare. You have to aggressively attack your goal. And what ends up happening is spinning your wheels. I don't want to gain any weight or you know, I that's what you thought I was doing, right? Yeah, and, and you were doing that. Because there's a reason why you're so much stronger now and looking leaner, but the weight's creeping up because you've added lean body mass and not body fat. So you, you know what happens to the ratio? moves in lean body mass favour, body fat as expressed as a percentage reduces. However, saying that, that won't last forever. That's relatively novel in a situation like that. And you and you will gain body fat. Everyone will. If you don't want to gain body fat, do something else or don't make any more progress. You know, um, so just getting those things down, you know, not spinning your wheels. If you're a competitor and just kind of meandering through your offseason, season not really gaining weight, be prepared to look the same on stage as you did last year. Mm. Getting over those emotional barriers, but your coach should explain that to you. You know, not just bark the order at you. No, you have to gain weight. Why? Because I said so. Did
0: you say bark the order, because Hunter's sitting
1: there? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a reason why, or the, or your coach should be able to give you a good reason as to why you're doing what you're doing. But yeah, that's certainly something you had. Like you weren't, you wasn't gaining weight. So what made you think you were gaining muscle? Magic. Well, you know, you have to put it in perspective because you spend a lot of time making no progress. Mm. Um, that is true
0: that is true also i thought what was quite funny is i had like plans for well we were kind of going back and forth about like what i wanted to do plan wise for shows and stuff and joe had an idea and i was like yeah sounds all right and i kind of like gallivant around a different idea and then what happened folks i go back to joe like two months later and I like oh do you know what i think it's a really good idea and joe's like that's the idea i had the whole time isn't that
1: right? Awesome? Yeah. Just listen Listen to your coach, guys, because you have to sometimes put the issue in third person and zoom out and look at the macro and not the micro for a proper periodization plan that makes sense. It's human nature to want to do everything all at once. But the problem with that is, let's put the example here, of like doing a quote-unquote bodybuilding style federation and then doing a quote-unquote fitness fashion style federation with two really different looks in close proximity to each other, you're just going to look okay at both of them, like nearly there. Mm. You're not going to absolutely nail both looks because there's too far of a distance between them. Um, So just do one thing and do it really well is my advice. Yeah, just another hint, guys, as to
0: what we're doing. (laughs) I feel like I'm being around the bush with my saying it, but we'll keep going with it. So what sort of, like, things do you... like? Because people. I've had one person ask me I'm not going to be that person like I've had so many people ask me I've had one person okay i had one person ask me about like how much we talk about coaching like across the week etc cetera, etc cetera. so like from what I would say is yeah we check in on the Saturday mm. well we i I check in on a Saturday um, I still crop my face out sometimes, which is hilarious. I'm like, I think I know what Joe, like Joe has seen me in the morning every single morning for a long time, but I still crop my face out. Yeah, checks in on a Saturday morning and then like, we don't actually like talk about it or anything like that. I don't say, how oh, I've checked in or anything like that. It's kind of just right. Go about, you know, we usually walk the dogs on Saturday morning. And at the moment we are sitting down at his desk and talking about it. I don't know whether that will, like, stay with prep. I don't know what your thoughts are with that. I don't know if it might be easier. I think it just depends. Um, Yeah, it might get to the stage that we'll start doing more, like, video recordings formally, maybe. Mm. I don't know.
1: Well, as I get deeper into prep with clients, if they they are clients that are checking the photos, I would ask for videos at some point. The only thing that would change is the more frequent check-in yeah, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with us sitting down. It's the same way that I do my tier three check-ins they They're via FaceTime when we go through everything together. The only difference is that I'm looking at you sat next to me instead of through FaceTime, so that never needs to change. The only thing that changes with check-ins over time is the frequency. As you get uh, deeper into prep, you know, obviously, you'll need to two, three, four, five every day kind of per week as you get closer proximity to the show. But I don't think the, um, the method of check-in that we use is going to change, no.
0: But yeah, it's kind of like across the week where, do I ask you a lot? I don't think I do. It's more like when we're in the gym and training, because I'm still getting to grips with like the way of training, so I have to ask you, like, what am I doing this week?
1: Yeah, we've got nothing to talk about. You know you know what you need to do. You've got the food there that you're meant to eat. You've got know, the supplements you're meant to take. The only thing you need to do is go in the gym and take. The only difference probably being is that with my clients, I would have a very specific progression model in place, whereas with you, I... I say this is what you're going to do on this movement for what reps you know um so with a client maybe i'll say right on this movement 2.5 kilos going on in week two and you're going to match reps from week one or something well i would just say that to you in person you know
0: mm. that's true that's true is it going to do you think it's going to be um difficult for you when it gets too prep when you're going to see me maybe struggling or you're gonna have to like?
1: Do you see the point I'm making? Yeah, but no, I don't because I don't think it will be difficult because I've been through enough preps of you. I know what happens on prep. The only difference is going to be I'm going to be guiding the ship. But again, we just need to be very careful and diligent to ensure that it stays at the check-in. So when when you're irritable in prep inevitably, and you want to take your Emotional frustrations out on something or someone. We just need to be careful not to make that on us or the check-in process or the coaching relationship, because that's damaging over a longer term, and that could accumulate over time. You have to be you you'd have to zoom out and look at what am I actually frustrated with, and angry at. I'd be like, oh, that bloody coach
0: Joe is driving me nuts. Look what they did.
1: You know, people get um, people do get super irritable on prep, as you know, and get annoyed about irrational things. You know, um, we just need to be careful not to make that about um the coaching relationship. That is true.
0: That is true. What well, one thing I'm looking forward to, um, because I do think it's going to be advantageous for myself, um. Is when it comes to peak week, for example, when it comes to being a bit more in tune with me and being like, oh, you might like, yeah, you might need a refeed. I, I think it's been able to catch those things a bit earlier. I think I'm going to hopefully enjoy. And I think it is hopefully going to help as well, especially with how tall I am and stuff. I just think, yeah, when it comes to peak week, being able to see me in person, I do think it's going to be helpful to actually do
1: yeah and I mean aside from that I've seen you through so many preps and off seasons and stuff I know what you look like when you're flat I know what you look like when you're tired I know what you look like when you're full I know what you look like when you're holding fluid I know where you pull fluid on and off off you know I know where you're holding fluid when you're tired or what you look like when you're in a bit of a hormonal flux and stuff I know I know all these looks for you so I can see it you know mm. even if I wasn't coaching I'd know that. Mm so that's a benefit like and and actually the point i've made from that is this is practically why it's never a secret why the people that are with coaches for the longest time have the best results because the coach becomes extremely proficient at reading that individual's physique Mm. you know so if coach hopping is one of the worst things you can do for your progress
0: what if they can't find the right coach
1: what's the right coach if you're going through many you know very tried and proven coaches and they're not the right coach then you're probably the problem
0: but well, what if you've really gone for like the three worst coaches yeah the no industry? there's more
1: than three you could okay
0: 16 yeah
1: to be fair there's a lot of dodgy coaching and, and it's quite easy to have bad luck on that front so understandable if you you know you could you could get a bad string of you know 10 coaches fair enough do you
0: remember my bad string that time
1: that was kind of I don't to only think of one Coach, off the top of my head, that wasn't great with you. Mm. um But yeah, so um, if your coach is good, or may- maybe there's some tests that we could put out there, like ask your coach to qualify all claims made with some form of evidence or something like that. I don't know. um Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how we could qualify what. What? Just go to one of the physique Collective coaches, and you'll be okay. Or one of the Muscle Mentors, and, and it's all good.
0: Yeah. I find it hard. To people are like asking for advice, like with finding the right coach, because I can only advise the people that like I know and that I essentially use in the past and all that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? I just find it so nice. So I'm always very cautious to advise different coaches, but I can't think of anything else to mention. But I think what maybe we've done which has helped us with the whole coaching client relationship what i had to do before i even approached joe was kind of have that internal conversation and be like can i like what's what's the kind of like choke holes? like what's the potential issues that could be arising because of what i would be doing that isn't conducive to oh, use that, i don't use that word that's the word you use um isn't like conducive to why did you look at me like i can't
1: think of me saying conducive yeah,
0: um <coughs> yeah it's not conducive to like the end result and what we're trying to do that's what i had to do and i realized me potentially being overreactive and kind of not thinking before speaking speak. I I knew that was going to be something that I'd have to kind of nip in the bud and really be proactive with. And I guess be like... Nip in the what? Nip in the bud.
1: What is a bun?
0: Oh, nip in the bun, either one. Usually you're the one we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that was probably the main thing that I had to do. I think I was very honest with like maybe what I was worried about, um, which helped as well. And I do think like this year with us moving into the new house, being more settled, got the dogs and everything. Like I just thought this time was like a good time to do it. Whereas I don't think last year would have been a good time at all for us to do the coach relationship. So I think it's just kind of assessing being like, is your relationship in a good place in order to do it? Because if you're not in a good place at that moment, I don't know if it, I don't know, it might help, but it might not help. So, yeah, I say they're the main things we've done separate it. So, we have, you know, that set day, I send everything to Joe and I don't talk about it in the morning. Um, all I do is, oh, I've got, to, you know, we've got to go walk the dogs. Yeah, I've just got to check in first. And then I don't talk about it on that walk or anything like that. We literally just go, like, we have our food and then maybe get to like midday, one o'clock. And on his couple of clients before me and then we're like oh do you want to sit down Then we're like yeah cool um, when I go away for travelling like in tanning it might change so it might be a case that Joe will have to do the check-ins maybe via WhatsApp just because I'll be away but
1: just, or just leave it to the Monday
0: or just leave it to the Monday but yeah I think that's probably the things that I would say advice wise are quite helpful to do what would you say if you could give any advice to people as a, as a finishing oh,
1: best advice would be like don't don't do it <laughs> don't um like if you're a bloke or if you're a woman and and you you like to do a bit of coaching but like let's say me and you let's say i never never coached any women before or like never brepped a female for a for a show and decided like it might be all right like if you're not already pretty damn confident in your ability let me also say this um female physiology and endocrinology is extremely complex. I would not recommend most people to coach females. I think the massive majority of coaches do not have the practical understanding of female physiology or biology to coach females safely. And if you don't have an extensive knowledge of the implications of of what this process is potentially doing to women, then don't coach your girlfriend because you think it might be fun on something like this, because coaching females through a prep is uh, a deleterious process to their health, whichever way that you do it. Mm. Um, and it's about attenuating that risk as much as possible, which isn't easy and requires some very careful and delicate considerations. Um, that's a sort of um, something I feel quite strongly about men coaching women or women coaching women um, that lack the relevant understanding. How to do so, especially when it comes to physique competitions. So, recommended reading lists for these people start with Law McDonald's Woman's Book. Is that actually what that's why it's called? Yeah, there's uh, multiple volumes. Me and Law have been friends for a long time. I've got a serious amount of respect for Law, and he's the best in the business when it comes to um, understanding female physiology. So, um, yeah, Law McDonald's Woman's Book. Um, check out my lectures on Physique Collective on female birth control and female performance enhancing drug use. I've got a birth control lecture as well up on muscle mentors, worth checking out on their membership portal. Um, and that's probably it.
0: Cool. Uh, I think we'll end it there. Um, but I hope it has been an interesting episode, both from, like, I guess, like understanding a bit more about our relationship. Um, And how we're doing things and potentially how you could be doing it as well. Joe has got, well, he has one funny podcast and one, like, informative educational podcast. So I will leave them in the description episode note section that I never know what to call it.
1: Show notes.
0: Show notes. notes. That's the one. So you've been doing this longer than me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, babes. Are you still on level 94 of I'll be on here for a while. Okay, we'll end it here then, because it won't be time. But thank you, guys. I'll we'll see you in the next episode.